know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. So I guess it's only you and me tonight, Mr. Dennis Black and Asian. Yeah, I guess so. Let's do it. All right, let's do it here. Let do a lot. Let me go to the fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Let me go to the Patreon real quick here. Dork Trek is on Patreon. That's right. We've been doing this for eight years. We just recorded our 330th episode and uh, we wanted to come on and thank some of the Patreons. And sure, shit enough, just like Jenny said, I would talk about it and we'd lose patrons. That's exactly what happened. They're like, oh, what? <laughs> I got to cancel that shit. <laughs> fuck y'all, motherfuckers. Um, so yeah, I would like to, we'd like to say real quick, thank you to some of our Patreons. Uh, let's see here. Let me get some Barry and Chris and Colby and Dino. Dino was a Patreon for quite a while. Oh yeah. And yeah. So we've had a uh, Gary is also a Patreon. Thank you, Gary, for supporting the podcast and uh, all kinds of wonderful people there. John and Justin and Matthew and Mike. Mike's been a listener for a really long time. Um, Mike listens every Friday and tells all of his wonderful Twitter followers that they should listen to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, every at, Friday he posts like Jarek. Yep, this is what this is what I'm listening to. So I always thought that was really nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, so thank you very much for listening to. Isn't the he in jolly old England? He's somewhere. He's somewhere far, baby. I can't tell you exactly where. Another land. He lives in a faraway land across a vast ocean. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you so much to all the Patreons. Yes, thank you. We appreciate the, uh, the effort, you know, for the effort. Uh, so it's very nice of you guys. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so let's get on with the episode. I'm not going to lie to you, Dennis. I didn't watch this episode. What? But you didn't let me finish. But for some reason, you know how it is in, when you're watching a show in syndication and it seems like you always catch the same episodes no, no matter what? No. Like every three months, you know, like you're going to see that one episode of The Simpsons. Like it just works out where you see the one where Bart and Lisa both go to military school and everybody hates Lisa because she's the first girl to go there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so this, this Who Mourns for Mourn is that episode of Deep Space Nine for me. Every time I'm just like, oh, I want to watch Deep Space Nine. You and can I, review it in your sleep then, basically. Yes. And I turn on Heroes and Icons, Who Mourns for Mourn is on. And I remember the first time I saw Who Mourns for Mourn, I was so excited and I was so happy because they made a show about Morn, about the weird alien guy who looks like he's got balls on his chin, who sits at the bar and never speaks. They made a whole episode about this he's guy. He's like Thanos' cousin. Yeah. <laughs> they make an entire episode about this guy. And to me, that just speaks to the power and wonderfulness of Deep Space Nine. Like they make you care and make you like and give every person on screen almost some kind of, of moment in the sun, if you will. Yeah. You know? A character who has zero lines in the entire series, but shows up like at least every three episodes, I would say. Yeah. Anytime there's like a pan shot of Quarks, he's there. Yeah. If they need a reaction shot, like Quark says something and then he looks... 
he's essentially did you i'm sure you yeah. watched i'm sure you watched cheers right yeah of course they had they had george wins character norm they yes. had, then they had the postal worker, Cliff Clavin. And then there was always that other guy. You remember that other guy that sat next to Cliff Clavin? He's kind of balding, right? Yeah. He just sat there never. He just, this is born. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> that's like a Cheers episode being about that guy. Yeah. You know? Somebody on Twitter, uh, one, of our, one of our followers on Twitter was saying that Morn was based off of Norm to kind of be that guy who's always at the bar. I can see that. And, that they apparently, I, I guess this must not have been in that book that you read then, uh, since it seems like it's due to you, but that they were considering, like, every time he walks in, everybody in corks would go, Morn! <laughs> that would be silly. Yeah. Morn! But yeah, um, this is a really good episode. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Again, I didn't watch it, but I've seen it so many times. And now... I the first 10 seconds of the episode, I must have watched seven times. Why is like I that? I kept going back and watching it because, so it opens, like they do this panning shot in uh, Quark's, like behind the bar and everything to the door. And Odo walks in <laughs> and it was just killing me the way that his first line is, Morn, <laughs> like he's trying to get Morn's attention. <laughs> it sounded so fucking funny the way he said it. Morn. I kept going back and listening to it. Morn. I have to go fall. I have to, you know what? I have to listen to it. (laughs) But yeah, so come to find out that Morn, yes, Morn is, yes, he's he's not there. He's dead. The first clue of the episode comes out here, too. Yes. You realize it. They're like, oh, yeah, Morn's been gone for about two weeks. Yeah. Mm, Two weeks. The time comes important later. Yes, he's been gone for two weeks. Um, they're shocked to learn that he's been killed in, in an ion storm. And I love the fact because the, he, the hologram is there because people like seeing him, right? Yeah. Yeah, like so they just enjoy seeing Morn's presence there. And Quark is... Uh, he's like the, uh, speaking of cheers, he's like the Indian statue. Yeah. <laughs> Cigar store Indian yeah. that they have at the door. People just like seeing him. And Quark's whole thing is like, well, if people don't see Morn here, then they might not come in because they just like seeing them. So that's why they have the hologram. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, I've seen this episode entirely too many times. And so, yeah. So then you come to find out later, dead, 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 dead. He died. Totally 100% dead. Died in an ion storm. Not even in a cool way. No, just he was making bad space weather. Yes, he was made. Well, I mean, that happens, though. I mean, think about it. You could be driving your car, and you hit, like, a patch of bad weather, and you just get off the yeah. road and die. Yeah, but that's, like, a shitty way to die. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, you know, of any, all the ways to die. It's not any, a cool story. Any way you're going to die is going to be shitty, essentially, yeah. you know? Because you. But it would have been cooler if, like, oh, he was trying to, he got, the General Lee was trying to jump the wormhole and <laughs> crashed and died. He got the General Lee, the space General Lee. Yeah. <laughs> the stars and space bars. Yeah. He, he retrofitted for space. Crashed right into the wormhole and he died. Would there be the voiceover? The Morn boys done got themselves into, yeah, a heap, into a heap of trouble. I'm sure Waylon Jennings would have done it. I mean, yeah, they got to get paid, right? Gotta yeah. Find, you got to find your way out of this one. 
brands. But yeah, so um, Mourn, totally dead. Died, as Dennis says, in a shitty way. (laughs) So does that mean like, on my untimely death, you understand? I will judge how you die. All right, fair enough. It's no judgment of you. It's just a judgment of the way that you died. So what's a good way to die then? I don't know, just like a, something that'd be a good story. So like, so, so it's only, it's only good if it's a story now. Does it have to be like, like oh, he got, he got attacked by a school of jellyfish or something like that. That's a good way to die. Yeah. Now what that's if. It's a horrible way to die, but it's a good death. Now what if you were battling a disease and you finally succumbed to you succumb to your disease? Is that just, a good? That's just terrible and sad all the way around. Yeah, but I mean, nobody like, wants to tell that story. Yeah, like they died after a ten-year battle with cancer or something. But doesn't that make it cool? Because wow, they fought for a really long time. Like, is that a good story or no? So no, does no. so does a good story like only mean? Because if you're if you're dying from a prolonged illness, everybody knows you're gonna die eventually and it just makes it sadder oh, yeah. nobody wants to tell that story because it is we all gotta go sometime <laughs> i don't know if I know. you're aware of that but so so the only way it's a good death is if it's like something that's kind of funny a little bit yeah maybe okay like what if you die you would be like that's typical bob <laughs> okay so how, so what if, what if you died like uh, home invasion, uh, a gunfight with the home invaders. You killed two of them. They killed you. Is that a good way to die? Only if you were only wearing a shirt and no pants or underwear. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's if, the details. The details make it like. Yeah, a good but if there's a home invasion and I fight off two guys invading my home with the pistol, it's still that's that's I mean, good. But if you want a really good story. Yeah, and he did it totally pants. bottomless. <laughs> no fucking pants. Yo, totally. His goddamn Johnson was swinging all over the place <laughs> as he recoiled from the gunshots. <laughs> That's all right. So you're saying it's only a, a comical death? It can only be comical. It doesn't necessarily have to be comical, but you know, just something, something interesting. Now, so is so? Are you saying like it has to be? like a D&D character death like because you know D&D character deaths are always interesting and fun yeah like oh man we were fighting a horde of goblins and like it got down to the last goblin and me and they had killed our cleric I tried to I tried to do a somersault and hit him with my pike but I failed <laughs> it, and so I I impaled myself in the genitals. <laughs> Why does it always have to be your genitals? Genital related death is always going to be pretty cool. All right. All right. So what? So what if Plexico Burris died of his injuries from shooting himself in the groin? Would that be uh, a funny death? Uh, a good death? Yeah, I would say so. But he shot himself <laughs> in the groin. It's better than shooting yourself in the foot. Like if you die from shooting yourself in the foot, that's just okay. There's no coming back from that. I'm just trying to learn the Dennis Black and Asian guide to comical deaths. It's like porn good stories. You know when you see it. You know right. when you hear the story. You're like, All okay, right. yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> There's enough. no formula to it. All right. So in Dennis's mind, Morn dies in um, a shitty in, way. In a shitty way. An ion storm. 
But then Cork says, well, you know what? We can have like a super party at the bar a memorial to make some loot. Cool. But then Cisco shows up and he's like, hey, man, Morn left you, Cork, his estate. Here's his financial records. We're good to go. Come to find out, though, Morn's broke. He's got nothing. Nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. But then all of a sudden, Morn, like he goes to Morn's, um, like his quarters to find something. And because well, he keeps going from place to place with Odo because there's all these little clues that maybe, you know, he has something in the cargo bay. So they go to cargo bay. That's right. And Odo, Odo is just fucking with him at this point because he knows. <laughs> maybe he left him something in the cargo bay. And they go there and it's just these rotting beats. Yes. That he was supposed to deliver. Yeah. Maybe there's something in his quarters. <laughs> and they go to his quarters. And there's like a foxy lady in like a mud bath or something. Yeah. Like a foxy woman. And that's where you know, okay, this is, I know where this is going. Yeah. Cork is going to have some sex. Morn's wife. Yes, Morn's wife shows up and she's like, hey, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, but Morn hid a bunch of money, thousands of bricks. And he left everything to you, yeah. including my hot ass. So let's have sex. So do you think like they had sex? No. You don't think she bangs cork? Mm-mm. She just gave him some umats. <laughs> some... Nice ear job. Like, um, I mean, I, you know what? I mean, an ear job sounds pretty okay, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're Ferengi. Yeah. That's got to yeah. be like a, a one and a half pointer if you're Ferengi. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what that means, um, a one and a half pointer would be getting jacked off. We used to have, right? Is that what it was? Uh, I think that might have been, I don't think there were one and a half pointers. I think it was a half. We had two pointer for full on sex, one pointer for blowjob or hand job, I think. Yeah. I thought uh, blowjob was half a point for chest bumps. I don't remember all that. I'm getting old. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, That would be know. a pretty solid, that's pretty solid action for Quark. For Quark. I mean, I'm down with that. Quark's got to get it where he can. And she's already naked the first time that he meets her. So yeah. he can yeah, always yeah. keep that mental image. Yeah, she's pretty nude. And like for an alien, um, she's pretty smoking. You know, like she's pretty fine, which yeah. is because a lot of the times, like, they don't over-sexualize the aliens, which I think is cool. Because, I mean, like, it's the, especially the female ones, which I've also liked. Well, I guess not all of them. But, like, with Star Wars, like, the first female alien you see, it's the, the, the what are they called with the weird horn? The weird... Twi'lek? Yeah, the Twi'leks, and they're all sluts. Yeah. Like, the first... Well, <laughs> like, they're I mean, all sex slaves. There's yeah. a difference between being a sex slave and a slut. I think. Well, but you know what I'm saying, Dennis. Like they're all slut. They're all portrayed in like they're a. They're there for our pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like <laughs> the Orion slave girls, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So, but I guess I can't even. Well, I guess Star Trek is guilty of that too, to some extent. With like I said, the Orion slave girls. Yeah, that's literally the first alien that you see. Yeah, is female like a, alien. A hot, is like a hot green woman. Yeah, belly dancing. And it's uh, Batgirl. Is it? From the original Batman, Yvonne, Yvette Craig, I believe, is her name. Oh. Hmm. 
Let me make sure I didn't just throw out some misinformation. How many Batgirls were there in the? Um, in the original Batman television show, there was one. It was Yvonne Craig. Okay, but she there were played, like yes. cat women, right? Yeah, there was two cat women. Um, there Eartha was Kid. Eartha Kid and Julie Newmar, and then Yvonne Craig played Batgirl. Um, and then she was the green slaved Orion girl, Marta, in the Star Trek episode, "Whom Gods Destroy." So yes, that's her. She fine. She finds hail. Fine and green. And Batgirl, Batgirl. I mean, not to sound like a total perv, but I don't think you can say this without. She was fine. Batgirl was sexy as shit. Like yeah, you watched that's okay. that. She was of age way before you were born. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah. There's <laughs> nothing wrong there. I mean, when she was Batgirl, I mean, I wasn't even born. She she died at 78 years old, Dennis. So, yeah, so I'm way in the clear, brother. That's right. You know? But, yeah, she was a Batgirl smoking hot. Yeah, she, Batgirl definitely gives me a boner. Even can't. Alicia Silverstone, Batgirl? You know what, Dennis? I can't, I can't lie to you. I didn't see that movie. Oh, no? Never seen it. I know it was... I knew it was so bad that I just skipped it. Like, yeah, again, even a, like I was a college kid, I think when that movie came out. And I was like, I'm a, I think I'm Batmaned out. And I just skipped it. It was real bad. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't go. Like, I've seen bits and pieces That's of with, it. with uh, Uma Thurman and, and, Ar and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yes, I missed the freeze. Yeah. Even as, even as a kid, I was like, mm, no. This isn't. This there was isn't, a line. Uh, there was a line like they were chasing Mr. Freeze, trying to find his lair or something like that. And there was like this shot out door or something. Uh -huh. And uh, Chris O'Donnell goes, "Holy rusted metal, Batman!" And it would have been great if the rest of the movie wasn't terrible. Like it would have been a good <laughs> line to throw in there. like if that had happened with like during one of the Michael Keaton movies. You yeah. know, it would have been a, a cute little paying homage line but the rest of that movie was so horrible it's just like i didn't like anything about it like i thought george clooney was cool but like i never i didn't like christopher o'donnell no uh, i thought he was a shitty rob robin's younger than that christopher o'donnell's like 30 yeah um alicia silverstone was just like she was hot at the time so they put her in it um the they, arnold they thought it was an aerosmith video apparently yeah like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze thing made no sense at all. No, it was dumb. Yeah, and then Uma Thurman is uh, Poison Ivy is kind of cool. She wasn't bad in yeah. Poison Ivy. Bane was totally wasted in it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought that Uma Thurman, what is she, I think she may be, not saying that she's too old, uh, because Hollywood likes to make casts younger now, but I thought at the time, and I still think you could probably do it, that Uma Thurman would make a good invisible woman. Yeah, maybe. I thought she'd like, if you had like an older Fantastic Four, you know? Although, I mean, this is going to sound really bad, but <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they would want to like that, at least the way they've cast it before and kind of the way she's portrayed in the comics, it's more of a classically attractive woman Uma Thurman. no she's not classically she's uniquely like beautiful 
Like you, you never see anybody who looks like her. That's what makes her stand out so much. Okay. Like somebody like January Jones is somebody that would cast as. I haven't heard that name in forever. Nobody has. <laughs> what happened to her? I don't know. She's no good, I guess. She was on uh, she that was X Men First Class as uh, Emma White. And she was on that Mad Men show, right? Yeah, yeah, what happened to her? She was hot to death, and then that's it? It's over? I guess. I don't know. She she hasn't done anything. Well, she did a TV show she, called. She retired Spinning. to spend some time with her family or something. All right, good for her. Yeah. All right. But she, you know, that's the kind of face I think that they would they would want to cast for. Not like they've really done a great job casting Fantastic Four movies. Because <laughs> they don't know what to do. Because the problem with Fantastic Four is they don't get Doom right. No. Like you you got to get Doom right. If you don't get Doom right, it's over. Because, like, you can get any punk kid to be Johnny, and you can get any fucking, you can stick any dope in a fucking CG outfit, and that's Ben Grimm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you have to get. But Vic Mackey was pretty good at it, though. Vic Mackey was really good. Yeah. Um, but you have to get Doom right. And if Doom sucks, your movie sucks. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's cut and dry. I mean, that's it, you know? And they've always, I thought they've always gone too young with Reed. Um, I always the Reed's got to be an older guy. He's got the gray hair, for God's sake. Unless they're doing, because like in the last one, they tried to do it like the ultimate uh, version, yeah. which I really like the ultimate Fantastic Four. So do I. But again, they just kind of went off the rails with this. And the, their Doom sucked. Yeah, you got to get Doom right. Like in the first Fantastic Four movie, it was the guy from um, Nip Tuck. Yeah. Like, nah, you got to go bigger than that. You know, like you, you, you got to go bigger. That the thing is, and I know and he I'm should have s- had like a lifelong hatred of Reed Richards. Not, yeah. Oh, you know, I'll just randomly not like him. No, well, the, the, well, they don't like each other because they know each other in college. They first meet there. Well, he he blames Reed for the accident, which horribly scars him. Yeah, but they they hate each other in college, like their their adversaries yeah. there. Yeah, but. The thing is, though, and I'm saying this as like, yeah, you need a good Doom. I don't even know who they could cast as Doom to make it like, yeah, that's good. You know, I was reading rumors that it might be like Viggo Mortensen, which could be cool, I guess. Um, Is he really maniacal enough, though, or megalomaniacal? (laughs) I mean, he's a good enough actor that I think he could pull it off. But He's always kind of more subtle. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. You would need you need a good doom. It's hard and to hard to cast a good doom. Hard to cast a good doom. Although I would have said it would it was hard to cast a good Doctor Octopus, but Alfred Molina was great. Alfred Molina was wonderful. I mean, he makes that movie. It's he's it's Spider Man Two is still one of my favorite superhero movies because he's so good. Yeah. You know, who would make a good doom? We're not going to figure it out today. We're just not it's not gonna happen but i heard passing call isn't doom and like uh galactus going to be the kind of primary big bad ghost movie Hmm? in the first no 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 i'm talking about it in the next phase of the marvel universe isn't it going to be galactus or some shit like that oh really that was the hot rumor but i don't fucking know i don't think so that would be 
kind of lame, I think. Do you think so? The devourer of worlds, bro? Galactus is amazing. I guess it depends on how cosmic they're going to get. I mean, if they, yeah. I mean, I heard they are might they bring, gonna bring in Nova. Are they going to bring in uh, Quasar? That Silver uh, Surfer, baby. Yeah. They're going to bring in that Silver Surfer, Jack. Silver Surfer movie would be pretty fucking awesome. Dude, Silver Surfer, the new Silver Surfer comic. Starting on Zen Law with Norn Rad and his friends. Yeah, dude. And then he's all that sad. That would be awesome. The only thing about Silver Surfer is it's just too, he's too much of a one trick pony for me with his sadness because yeah. he's so melancholy all the time. Like, I get it. You're sad. But yeah, no, yeah, he's great. The surfer. I got that right here, baby. Look, the essential silver surfer. Boom, 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 boom. Nice. He's what, great. What, uh, what run is that? It's My volume. Favorite. It's volume two. So it's, um, it is Epic Illustrated Silver Surfer 1, 1982. Um, Silver Surfer 1, 1987, Silver Surfer 2, 1987. So it's like some of the some of the original stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's not like the original, like, but this is like the 80 Silver Surfer shit, like which is when they brought back the series. Yeah, which is good, you know. That's cool. Yeah. John Byrne did the first issue in the book. John Byrne and uh fucking Stan Lee, because that was Stan Lee's jam. He loved Silver Surfer. He said that was like one of his favorite characters. The, the Silver Surfer. Kind of a dumb name, but a cool character. Still. Oh, great character. <laughs> the, sil- the kids like the Yo. surf. Whoa, dude, I'm the Silver Surfer. The kids like the surfing. The Silver Surfer. I'm willing to bet the Beach Boys has some input on that name. <laughs> But, um, they were really hoping that the Beach Boys would write a song about the Silver Surfer. Wish they all could be Silver Surfers. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so uh, so they um, try to go in that whole thing, and Quark offers the wife ten percent if he, but he can't find the money. He returns because otherwise she'll hold him up in court for years. Yeah, and he's like, "Look, just here's ten percent. Leave me alone." And rub um, my ears. Yep. And then he returns to his quarters to find two alien brothers. Uh, Crit and Naska? Uh, their names aren't important. Uh, claiming to be Morn's business associates. And they say, hey, Quark, Morn, that Latinum's mine, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. And they kind of go this way and that way with it who's who's who who's doing the right thing quarks is all right all right all right fine i'll give you 50 percent of it they leave and then blah blah but first they smash the painting on his head yeah they smash the painting which inside the painting is a little strip that has bank information on it oh hey hey oh no it doesn't not the bank it has a storage locker yeah, storage locker. And then Clean. he goes, yeah. Then he goes to the locker and it has a brick of latinum. And then there's the rest of it is in this bank, the bank of Bolius or whatever. Yeah. So I guess he, that's where the Bolians are from. I would imagine so, right? They're good for cutting hair and keeping money. Yeah. So um, he pretends to be a And this is all just for profit. I mean, like, he doesn't really care that his friend's dead at this point. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. He's just, yeah, this is all just... He's, he's legit mad at Morn when he first finds out that he's broke. He's like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Why are you going to leave me money and then leave me nothing? 
Because, I mean, that's the dream. Everybody wants that. Everybody's like, oh, man, I wish, I hope somewhere I have like a rich uncle somewhere that dies and leaves me everything. Yeah. I won't be that lucky. (laughs) I already know that. What about you? Do you think you might have a rich uncle somewhere? Uh, Not one that's going to leave me money. That sucks. Why not? My my mom's family is pretty well to do in Japan, but really, yeah, they don't really get along. Why not? That's she because she left to marry an American. Uh, that old chestnut. Really? Yeah. That's a real thing. Like, <laughs> yes. Of didn't, that, didn't that happen in Karate Kid too, or some shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that why? Miyagi. Japanese people are very like uh, racist. You can racist. say it. Yeah, <laughs> you they're very it. racist. You can say it, Dennis. Everybody knows. <laughs> like Japanese people are the most racist In general. People. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know what? It, that that racism and feeling of superiority helped keep their island together. Because like when all the other Asian countries let missionaries come in. They were like, fuck you. They like cut that. <laughs> I mean. So they maintain their culture, whereas a lot of other Asian countries, they got colonized and all this other stuff. But Japan said, no, fuck you. I mean, it's true. You're right. I think like what? One of the only countries to play. I mean, and Japan at one point was so powerful. They invaded fucking China. Yeah. Talking a little island of what? 30 million people invade fucking China and take over China. Yeah. I mean, you ain't fucking around, dude. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Chinese people, real, I mean, Japanese people, real racist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, super nice, though, but deep down inside, they're like, I'm better than you. The things I've heard (laughs) Japanese, like having friends and stuff like that, and and I have a friend who's Korean who's who's had Japanese friends tell me that Japanese people say about like Vietnamese people and Filipino people, shit, it's the worst we've ever heard. Like, it's like, wow, really? Like, yeah. Well, that's what they tell the Korean people. Yeah. But to the Chinese people, you should hear what they say about the Korean people. (laughs) (laughs) It's cray cray. Yeah. But yeah, but anywho. And I'm Japanese. I'm Japanese. You are Japanese. Um, and that's working out pretty well for you, right? Being yeah, Japanese, not bad. But to be fair, you're only half Japanese. You're only half racist. But I'm mostly Japanese, I think. Really? I'm pretty sure. How are you mostly Japanese? Your dad's African American. Your mom's yeah, Japanese. Yeah, but I mean, you know how like back in slavery times there was some <laughs> Dennis. I don't know. Slave getting... owner miscegenation. <laughs> you're getting you're okay. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> so what you're saying is and there's, you're, just like anybody else who uh, their family has been in this country for a long time there's always rumors of Native American uh, you know yeah, yeah, progeny yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. So, even though most pe- for most people it's bullshit but yeah. so who knows I don't have any of that but I'm pretty certain on the Japanese side that it's like 100% Japanese <laughs> just get one of those tests done nah yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't need the government getting more of my DNA Denison. But they and already they, do. They already have my DNA. I was yeah. You remember the military. They got all your shit, baby. Yeah. Anything you anything they need from you, they got. Denison. All right. All right. So yeah, so this whole thing kind of plays out, and then Moore makes a call to this home plan. He's like, look, man, I need this. 
Um, he's, trying to, he's trying to get that money from the bank. And surprise, yeah. somebody else is here who's here to arrest him. Well, no, well, that's, money from yes. the royal family. Yes, because Morn is a prince. And so it turns into he's fucking Eddie Murphy and coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> he's a long lost he's prince. He's it up in the Federation. Mm-hmm. And this property is that of the royal family. And then they learn that Laurel's on the station. He offers Cork a reward for his capture. And it just kind of keeps unraveling and unraveling and unraveling. But then we come to find out that all these people, they're all crooks. Yeah, all of they them. all comically end up in Quark's quarters at the same time. Yes. And one's hiding in the corner, the other two are hiding in the closet, and then the other guy comes in and they're like, hey, I know you. Yeah, the, even the security officer is, is phony too, right? Yeah, President yeah, Barker. You can't fool me, President Barker. Yeah, because he never shows any credentials or whatever. And yeah, it all turns out to be all these people like pull the heist at some point. Yeah, there yeah. was a, uh, a festival or, oh, Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day on this planet. And so the, while everybody is out celebrating Mother's Day, they went and robbed the bank. <laughs> of a thousand bars of gold-pressed latinum. That's a lot of latinum. Which I learned anyways. I don't know if it was mentioned before. Latinum is a liquid. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I wonder if they just made that up for this episode or if that was always kind of the concept the whole time because it literally never comes up before the no just like well it says like, this episode like, clarifies like, for the first time that latinum is a fluid which is customarily pressed in small yet highly valuable ratios oh, yeah. so yeah i don't know i had no idea that it was liquid but that's cool i guess the word latinum sounds kind of liquidy that might be i mean it than- just sounds like Platinum, yeah. Which platinum is a metal, you know, a solid yeah. metal yeah. at room temperature, anyway. Platinum, but yeah. So I don't know. So, so yeah. So and then Odo ends up in the like all four of these people are in the fucking holding, not the holding, but in like a cargo bay, and there's the money, and they all start shooting at each other, and Cork falls into like the the pit, I guess, or the the, the money. Bank. He pulls the Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, and swimming he, in the gold. He jumps right into the money bin, and then the police come and arrest every arrest everybody. And Cork's just in this money bin. But I guess all like when Cork is in there, he realizes that all the latinum is hollow, or it's yeah, because he was he was going to show off to Odo. He's like, "Hey, check this out!" And he clanks them together, and, and they break. Hollow. Yeah. So then he's got Dick. Because, yeah, Cork Morn ran off with all the money um, with the Statue of Limitations now expired. They want to try to get Which it. Which expired? Two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. <laughs> and then Morn shows back up at the bar after everybody's been arrested. Yeah. Yeah. And after everybody spent all that money on his memorial service, bringing all that food. <laughs> There he is, just sitting there at the bar. Yeah. And then come to find out that Morn has two stomachs like a cow, and one of the stomachs is filled with gold, with, is filled with the latinum. Yeah. And which he, spit, he spits them out. Which he spits it out and then gives to Cork. Yeah. And like he gives them, I don't know, I think they even tell him how much it is that he gave them. Like 100 bars, roughly. Yeah, 100 bricks. Yeah. 
So there's more. But like, it's weird to me that they just explain a second stomach like it's just like nothing goes through it. It's not used for any purpose. Well, they they actually talked about it earlier in the episode and was like, oh yeah, Morn could eat a lot because when because the custom was that you bring some food to the the memorial service and so that they're not hungry on the way to heaven or whatever. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, I didn't realize Morn ate that much. And they're like, oh yeah, he had two stomachs. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but how does the other stomach just filled with latinum? I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. it's it's not used in digestion at all. I guess it's they just, must not. They must be like side by side stomachs. <laughs> yeah, that's weird to me. And like, so he, he just some special surgery or something. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird statement that he's just been walking around with this latinum in his stomach. It would Dang. seem like you could you could get some free drinks with that ability to yeah. swallow stuff and hold it for a while and then just kind of spit it back up yeah but this is i mean a while you're talking like how long ago 10 years or something like that was this crime taking place yeah so i mean like he's just been walking around with like latinum in his belly for 10 years without shitting any of it out even accidentally yeah and cork's like oh no wonder you lost all your hair yeah so like like the latinum in his body for so long caused hair loss it's a weird because it looks like mercury yeah. So it makes sense that, you know, any metal that's in liquid form is going to be pretty poisonous. And like, why wouldn't he just be dead after a while? Because he's mourned, baby. I still don't understand. I mean, like, and the thing is, all of these inconsistencies and kind of stupid things still make it an enjoyable episode because it's yeah. really a funny episode. Like, I know we kind of breezed over a lot of it, but a lot of it needs to be breezed over because it's it's a one trick pony episode. It's just the A story, but there's a lot of like funny back and forth and like Quark yeah. trying to deal with the ex-wife and then Quark trying to deal with the two brothers. And then, you know, he finally finds some information. Oh, I can call this bank. And then he pretends to be a fucking, yeah, it just, there's a lot of like silly, funny things that happen in here, yeah. but it's, you know. Well, the, the really fun thing about it is, Cork has a legitimate claim to the money this whole time. Yeah. And obstacles just keep coming up to block him from it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if he was just a sleazeball, he probably could have found a way to get the uh, the money somehow. Mm-hmm. But And it's all about Morn. I mean, it's just a guy in the bar that's never said anything. He yeah. gets 47 minutes of television. Yeah, we learned so much about him. It's amazing. And it, what an interesting life. You know, it's a really, it's a really fun episode. My only complaint, okay, and this isn't like, this isn't much of a complaint, but we just had a Ferengi episode, like a, like a, a Quark-centric episode two episodes ago. Yeah. I feel like this episode could have been placed better. You know what I'm it, saying? It feels like they're stacking, because I'm guessing they blew their wad with... A lot of those earlier episodes oh, yeah then with all the dominion war stuff because they're like all right we need like a run of like six or seven episodes where pretty much nothing happens yeah <laughs> low production budget type stuff so it's just another one yeah again my only problem is though like it's too close to the ferengi the magnificent ferengi episode yeah you know what i'm saying yeah um which i didn't realize because I watched it in syndication so much, I didn't realize that they were so close. Like this would have been a good place for a Jake episode. Cause we yeah. really haven't seen a lot of Jake since they came back to the station. Well, I mean, he's too busy writing his book. He's never going to finish. 
too busy getting tall. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I can't. <laughs> That's the episode. Just Jake grows out of the station. <laughs> like, what happens? He has to sleep in the pylons because it's the only place with enough headroom. Why is my son continuing to grow? <laughs> but yeah, but again, like I said, that's my only beef is that it's too close. Yeah. And it does feel like, I mean, this is a good thing and a bad thing. It feels like you've seen this episode before. This is the only time I've ever seen it, but it's so familiar. Like the, the beats are all familiar and everything like that. It feels like something you've already seen. Well, that's why it works, though, too. Yeah, that's why I said it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, yeah. a bad thing is like, okay, well, you know, it makes it kind of disposable. But the good thing is it's like a uh, comfort food, you know? Yeah, it's a it's funny. Like, the jokes work. Like, you've got the bumbling brothers and, like, the foxy lady and, you know, the 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 security chief guy. Like, it, 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 it kind of scratches all the right itches, you know? Yeah. But you and wonder... One, the one brother... Like the not dumb brother, uh, he walks like he's uh, Sherman Helmsley in slow motion. Because <laughs> he just like, his arms are way out, like he has imaginary latch or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I love that Sherman Helmsley walk. Yeah. So it's a one, uh, George Jefferson is like, you could say it's a George Jefferson walk, but he uses the same walk in Amen. Deacon Fry walks that way too. <laughs> Deacon Fry. <laughs> Amen was a good show. It was good. Because they had I hear people had... talking shit about it. Like Why? Amen was terrible. I was like, what? Amen was great. I remember. I mean, granted, I haven't seen Amen in 30 years. Raleigh? Raleigh was fucking a riot. Uh, I don't that remember. Old, he was the really old guy. And I got to lock it up. Hang on. <laughs> I can't remember um, Amen. I didn't put TV show. I just put Amen. The theme song was great, man. It's like gospel song. Amen. Heaven, Lord, shine oh. on me. Shine That's on right. Me. Yeah, yeah. Show's on for five seasons. Wow. Um, Clifton Davis was Reuben Gregory. Yeah, and uh, Deacon Fry's daughter was always trying to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> She was uh, uh, Ice Cube's mom in Friday. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's where I first saw her was in Amen. Okay. Um, but this was a cool show because there were two. When the Jeffersons went away, you got Amen and 227. Yeah. So that I think was. 227 came first, right? Probably. I don't remember. Is Sherman Helmsley still alive? No, he's dead. Wait, I'm pretty sure. He's yeah, dead. he died in 2012. Yeah, this was a this was you know I, this this was a good time for African American television shows. Yeah, unfortunately, Cosby opened the door for it, so you kind of got to give him some credit for that. Yes, it's like Cosby Show opened the door for a different world. Yes, which they're like, oh, you can make another show. Yes, why not let's try family matters let's try yeah. 227 amen fresh prince of bel-air like yeah a lot of like if it wasn't for the cosby show you okay. wouldn't have you wouldn't have had a lot of these like because i mean i can't remember as a kid seeing like african-american families on television was just like yeah yeah that's just what it was 
you know, like they're just, yeah, they're just a family on TV. There's a mom and a dad and like, yeah. They went from being just the neighbors or the coworker in the office, like uh, the mom from Family Matters was in Perfect Strangers. Yes. Worked in the same office as those guys and like, yeah, let's give her her own show. And it's yeah. great. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. And, and it's weird that it hasn't really happened since then. Like the early, like that mid 80s, early 90s. Like you don't see black shows all on that like anymore. Well, they probably figure, oh, they got BET. We don't need to go out of our way to give them a show. But I mean, you had a we'll lot of blackish and that's you had, enough. You had a lot of black shows on at the time, which was cool, you know? Yeah. Like I guess Empire is a black show now. But most of the black shows are on, like I said, BET or UPN. Well, Empire's on Fox. Like, uh, well, I guess Fox for a little while with Martin and Rock. Yeah, you had Martin, Martin, and then you had Rock. Rock was a good show. Yeah, but Rock was a little too real sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's what they were going for. Yeah. You know? like I don't think America was ready for Rock. Rock was tackled. Rock would be fucking blowing the doors off right now if it was on. Yeah, Rock was hitting some serious issues, man. He was a real serious cat, the guy who played Rock. Charles S. Dutton's still alive? Is he? I don't know. That's a good question. I like how we're playing, like, are they alive black actors? <laughs> <laughs> Rock, I got to put Rock TV show because I just put Charles Rock. Charles S. Dutton is still alive. Good for him. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't shown up in, like, a Marvel movie somewhere. As like he would a, be great. Yeah, as, like, a wise black dude <laughs> <laughs> let's see is he still working like uh yeah like kind of like like rudy but for a superhero movie you know what i'm saying yeah he would be a great like undercover villain kind of like gary shandling was in winter soldier uh, god rest his soul gary yeah. Shandling. yeah definitely yeah but yeah like if he was yeah totally like or or like uh you know, maybe stick him on like black. Yeah, he could line. be he could be the president of Roxxon Corporation or something like that. Or maybe make him like he was the first Black Lightning, and now there's a new Black. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> like, a, like a legacy hero. You know, I was Black Vulcan. Now you're just gonna be Black Lightning. Yeah, like, motherfucker. Something like that could be cool. You know, like yeah. he would, he would make a good. Looks like the last time he worked was in 2015, both in film and television. All right, he was on The Sopranos. Officer Wilmore. All right, so yeah, cool. I like him. And and uh, speaking of black actors, it was just Avery John. Avery, uh, I said Avery Johnson. It was Avery. Uh, Avery Johnson of the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, former San Antonio Spurs. Great. No, it's Avery Brooks's birthday. Today. I think today or yesterday. No, oh, well, th this week at least when the podcast comes out. So. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday, you weirdo. <laughs> maniac how old is avery brooks he's got to be like a thousand years old he's i bet he's 63 71 oh i was way off <laughs> That's, and i still forget he was in american history x he was the principal oh yeah yeah he was the principal in that movie great work great actor great man i love him he would be great in a marvel movie as what he would be a good doom <laughs> A crazy old dude. I'd be a fucking right. awesome Doctor like, Doom. Wouldn't he be a great Doctor Doom? <laughs> like just let him say crazy shit. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, even if we're going that way, then fucking Martok. You dare question Doom? <laughs> Martok would be a good ass Doom. <laughs> just yeah. use just use his voice. Just get some dumb actor to do it and let him just talk. Yeah, if we had uh, Avery Brooks as Doom and <laughs> Martok as Namor, that would be awesome. That would be a great Fantastic Four movie. Uh, dude, that would be the best. The Black Tastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> you dare question Doom? And then just like picture and fucking Martok saying all the sweet Namor shit. That would be the best. Surrender to the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's start a let's start a petition to get Avery Brooks's due. <laughs> I mean, because he's gonna be wearing a fucking mask anyway. Yeah. Like you can I mean you see what they do with the technology now. I'm sure there are black Latverians. Come on. Yeah, and like with the with the aging and the de-aging and the younger face people, like Yeah, you just need his voice. Yeah. You don't you just need You could totally voice. David Prowse him, you know? Yeah. Just have th- that voice coming out of fucking, that'd be amazing. Yeah, have, uh, what's that guy's name? Ray Park, the guy who played Darth Maul. Have him do all the he's a little. He's a little short. Doom doesn't really need to do a lot of action. Doom needs to do like a lot of fucking magic and shit. Because Doom, Doom yeah. is. I mean, he'd be flying around and shit. Doom, like, is a, Doom is a sorcerer and his magic, and his armor is magic too, if memory serves me correctly. I think it's like a merging of technology and magic. Yeah. Because he is yeah. a technological genius as yes, well. But he's also a sorcerer. He knows mm-hmm. magic and shit. Doom's the best. Witchcraft. Doom's the I mean, dude, he goes to hell with Doctor Strange. Have you ever have you ever read that? No. It's all Marvel Unlimited. I forget what it's called, but like It's like Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom or something. Yeah, it's like I forget the actual name, but it's on Marvel Unlimited. Read it. It's fucking great. Like they go to Doom goes to strange and like hey man we i need you to come with me to hell to like free my mother's soul from mephisto yeah it's fucking great dude like make a movie of that yeah just take those 75 pages and just make a film of that that would be the dopest shit you know it's called i forget what it's called but when i have more it seems like every time i re-up my marvel um Unlimited, that's one of the first things I read. I was just like, I want to read this again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Now, I've been reading the uh, Infinity Wars. Not not impressed so far. Infinity. The one that came out last year. I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's not very good. It's called uh, Do- Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange, uh, Triumph and Torment. And, it's, and, it's all, and the art is all by Mike Mignola. Or he does the cover. Yeah, he does the, he does the artwork to it. How many issues is it? Like four or something like It's like 70-some like odd pages or something. Hmm. Or just Magnolia just do the cover. I don't know, but it's fucking... There was a good, uh, I think, Doctor Doom and the Sinister Six. That was a good miniseries from like 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, Penciler is Mike Magnolia, Kevin Nolan, and Gene Cl- It's I'm telling you, it's, it's solid, dude. The Triumph and the Torment. Like, it's really good. Because it tells like the story of Doom's mom, and then he, yeah, it's do yourself a favor, read that shit. Yeah, I like the uh, the Iron Man uh, run where he filled in for Iron Man. Yeah, that was cool. I only I read about like the first six issues of that, and I really dug it. Yeah, but it, the only thing for me is it felt too much like Superior Spider Man. Yeah, but 
it actually was doom like doom wasn't pretending to be iron man like everybody knew it was doom yeah 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 yeah. but i mean it's still like really cool villain taking the mantle of superhero dude yeah and doom being but doom was actually being like a good guy and the episode the episode the issue where he where a fucking uh grim shows up and he fucking kicks his ass was really good yeah yeah i was a big fan of that i also liked when he when he uh crashed the party on the hoods uh, yeah thugs yeah <laughs> i mean bendis that's bendis at his marvel some of his marvel best there's some yeah. bendis stuff that you can read like oh he's going through the motions but when he was doing that series, it was good. Like his writing was great. But still, to me, nobody writes a better Doom. No one modernly writes a better Doom than uh, Jonathan Hickman. He writes a damn good Doom. Yeah. Go back and read like the um, the Secret War, um, that big crossover event they did, and like go back and read all the Fantastic Four on Doom World. Yeah. 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 That was pretty good. It, it's good. Like when he just fucking rips Thanos' fucking skeleton out of his body. Like that's pretty tight, dude. You don't fuck with Doom. God Doom? God Doom is awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I could I could go on about the virtues of Dr. Doom all day. Just imagine him as Avery Brooks. I, I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> and when you did that surrender the Fantastic Four line, Dennis, that was really surrender good. To the Fantastic Four. <laughs> and even the face you're making is good too that's the face you gotta make yeah you could see that through the mask like yeah. the mask isn't changing but you know he's giving you that look yeah <laughs> that's the avery brooks look right surrender to please <laughs> he's great dr doom so yes avery brooks for dr doom let's make it happen for all a birthday need, present all we need is the voice yeah. All much. you, I mean, because like, I don't know what kind of physical. He could do some mocap, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what kind of physical shape he's in, but I mean, it could work, right? Yeah. Why not? Let's make it happen, Cap. It's worth a shot. It's not like people are going to be mad if you fail at another Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, it's a Marvel movie. It'll still make $700 million at the box office. Yeah. Even if it sucks, people will be like, oh, that was awful. Oh, it only made 650 million bucks. Yeah. Just have Spider Man show up at some point. Yeah. The movie. Hey, look, Spider-Man. Well, I mean, to be it's a Fantastic Four movie. Spider-Man's got to show up somewhere. Him and Johnny are boys. Yeah, that would be kind of disappointing, though, if they kicked it off right away with... Yeah, it would be. Well, I heard... Did you hear the hot rumors about how they're going to... They might bring in fucking um, Daredevil in the third Spider-Man, but he's going to be like Spider-Man's lawyer or some shit, and they might bring Kingpin in. That would be cool as fuck. Is it going to be uh, Vincent Charlie Denofrio? Fox and Vincent yeah, D'Onofrio? that's the hot rumor. That's cool. Because if it's D'Onofrio, that would be dope because he was wonderful. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. I like the uh, – did you watch the third season of it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the guy who plays Bullseye. It's a pretty good Bullseye. Really? Yeah. Because right, I know Colin – Colin Farrell played Bullseye at one point, and that was real bad. And uh, Ben Affleck, Daredevil. People keep telling me, oh, that, that Ben Affleck, Daredevil movie is not bad. i never seen it. And I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that could be good. <laughs> Colin Farrell with a goatee and a bullseye tattooed on his forehead. Yeah. Or uh, uh, like not tattooed, but like scarred into his forehead. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to tell you it's not. I mean, I'm down for, was it Ving Rhames? Yes. Or Michael Clark Duncan. It was one of them. I feel terrible having to ask questions. 
I think it was what? Ving Rames. Who was Ving Rames? Marcellus Wallace. Yes, that was Ving Rames. Okay. Marcellus, does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch? <laughs> and why are you trying to fuck him? <laughs> yes, you did, Brett. Yes, you did. You tried to fuck him. That's still one of the best lines in the whole world. <laughs> does Marcellus Wallace say what again? Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch? I knew that whole entire scene before I'd ever seen the movie because it's all anybody could ever talk about. Dude, I mean, but can't that's the beginning you, of the movie, right? That's, that's the first 10 minutes of the movie? Something like that. But can't you yeah. say that that scene essentially made Sam Jackson's career? Yeah. Like, he's been doing that for 30 years. Like, yeah. and, I, and I feel like I've said 30 years a lot in this podcast. But he's been doing that for 30 years. What ain't no country I've ever heard of? They speak English there? <laughs> they speak English to what, motherfucker? Yeah. Mm, big kahuna burger. <laughs> <laughs> you mind if I have a sip of soda to wash this down? Mmm, this is a tasty burger. He's been doing that shit for 30 years. Yeah. And you we know? all we all know every line from that. Laugh it up like he's so great. But yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. And and yeah. And the thing is, too, people make fun of, like, De Niro and Pacino. Where, like, they're not even trying anymore. I just think Samuel Jackson just shows up and is like, all right, here I am. Yeah. What do you need me to say? What do you need me to Sam Jackson about? He, he found the comfort zone. He's like, yeah. <laughs> this is it. All right. Capital yeah. One? Yeah. What's in your wallet? It's in your wallet. <laughs> Does Capital One look like a bitch? He's probably trying to fuck him like one. Like, no, no, no. Dial that back, Sam. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that. Just, just say what's in your wallet. <laughs> What's in your wallet? What's in your wallet again? The one that says bad motherfucker. <laughs> Say what's in your wallet again, motherfucker. <laughs> they speak English and what's in your wallet? <laughs> Sam, Sam, you gotta come on. Don't we'll call Tita Fey again. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Well, we learned a lot this. Oh, what what did you rate the episode, Dennis? We didn't even do that. We didn't. Uh, yeah. see, see what happens when Ben and Jenny aren't here. Like everything's off the rails. Just fucking stupid idiots. I think this is like a six. It's good, but I wouldn't go out of my way to go back and rewatch it. Uh, I'm gonna give this episode a six and a half. I liked it. Um, it's better than just an episode. When it comes on, I'm like, oh, cool. I like this one. Yeah. And again, to me, it's just the mastery of this program where like. I wouldn't watch a fucking episode about the barber on TNG. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck about it. Like, there's some TNG episodes. Although, maybe Quark is more like Guinan. Like, I would totally watch the shit out of a Guinan episode. Yes, but the, thing, the, the point being, though, is this episode isn't about Quark. This episode is all about Morn. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course you would watch a Guinan episode because she's yeah. awesome. But she is still like a pretty major play. I mean, for God's sake, she's all over the first movie. But like, this would be watching an episode. I don't know, man. I'm trying to like. So like Ben Vereen fakes his death. And because uh, he, wasn't that Ben Vereen in the Lower Decks? He played like the the waiter at 10 Forward. Yeah. Like he he fakes his death and got, he <laughs> Yeah, like that's what would have to happen. Because, yeah. I mean, there are some episodes of TNG that I'll go, oh, this is a Beverly episode. I'm not watching this. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is pff, right, no. pocket universe. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. But this is an episode about just a guy who sits at the bar who doesn't speak. Yeah. You know, he's just sitting there. And you're one like, thing I wish it did have was uh, Rom. Like I think it needed another Ferengi for Cork to kind of play off of. Yeah. But and I would have liked to heard Morn actually say something, kind of like Silent Bob always has like one line. Yeah. You know, like I maybe, wish maybe in the series finale. You know, like it would have been cool if you'd have been like, "Thanks, Cork," or something. You know, what I mean? like like a silent, like a nod to Silent Bob. Chicks, man. Some of them make lasagna. Some of them break your heart, and then he just walks away. Or he t- he's, in this case, he's like, gold press latinum, a Jedi craves not these things. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> So, well, there you go, everybody. Thank you for listening to Dork Trek. We appreciate all of you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, with the whole gang. And, uh, yeah, Avery Brooks for Dr. Doom. Let's make that happen make it happen i'm gonna i'm gonna start the hashtag tonight. hashtag what uh brooks for doom <laughs> brooks for I think doom. you might want to clarify avery brooks for doom brooks for doom well what other brooks is there dr avery brooks von doom that's the hashtag <laughs> the dog, that's a long one uh avery avery for doom avery avery brooks for doom i guess avery brooks works avery brooks yeah. for doom yeah. all right because if you just put Brooks, nobody's going to know what you're talking about. If you say they, Avery. They like might Steve think you're Avery? talking to Steve Avery, the Atlanta Braves pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Avery Brooks for Dr. Doom. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Or we just say Doom. We don't have to put Doctor. Yeah, for Doom. Doom never calls himself Dr. Doom. He's Doom. I use that joke. I, I'm Doom. I Doom. <laughs> there you go. I can see it now. It just sounds awesome. So you guys have a wonderful, a wonderful week, and we will talk to you soon. I don't understand.